Well, let's focus on the park board, uh, this segment. Now, the controversial bike lane that has been in place on Stanley, uh, Stanley Park Drive for much of the past few years will go away over the next few weeks. The changes will be among many you will probably hear about uh, as ABC Vancouver begins to implement policies it had promised during the election campaign uh, in September and October. Joining us now to discuss what those changes will look like is Scott Jensen, the chair of the Vancouver Park Board. Scott, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for making time for me. Well, lots to talk about. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the bike lanes first and foremost in Stanley Park. Uh, where are we in regards to that conversation and what can we expect in the next few weeks? Uh, so on uh, December 5th, uh, we will be presenting a motion uh, to the board that's uh, going to direct uh, the staff, the, the parks and, uh, and recreation staff, um, to restore um, to as much as pre-COVID traffic and parking configuration on Stanley Park Drive um, in time for the upcoming holiday season. Now, um, with that, we are going to be reported, the park board is going to report back to us on or before December 15th to update us on those actions. So um, I know there are lots of concerns from the cycling community that um, actions are going to be taken without consideration for their safety. But certainly um, the cycling community and all the users that come into our park, we we consider their safety as, as paramount. And so part of that reporting back to us is to ensure that as we transition this temporary lane into a permanent structure, um, that uh, it's done in a safe and, and responsible manner. And how long will the process to, to come up with a, a permanent des- redesign for the cyclists, how long will that take, do you think? Well, we are going to go back to directing staff. We have, uh, we're going to redirect them in, in regards to um, making the, the current mobility study, moving that towards a, a comprehensive strategy as a planning tool that, that can deliver this permanent cycling lane or circ- uh, dedicated cycling infrastructure in the park. And, and they're going to report back to us uh, on or before early February of, of 2023. So, again, we've looked at the what is currently in the mobility study, and there's been a lot of uh, information that is, is driving our decisions into making um, moving forward with this step now. And, again, we, um, we are going to take into account you know, what uh, the engineers and the staff of the park board are, are going to be uh, providing back to us at that report. Um, but again, the, the goal here is, is to ensure that you know, vehicle access into the park and, and vehicle access into uh, parking spaces throughout the park and, and tour bus access into the park is, is returned to what we saw um, uh, pre-COVID. But we also want to recognize that, that uh, the, the Stanley Park Drive bike lane was a success. And, and we want to make sure that uh, moving forward that we are providing a balanced approach that, that provides um, access to the park to all different types of users. Speaking of access, um, one of the other issues that certainly we've talked about on this show has been the Stanley Park train. Uh, a lot of parents and families have loved that train, obviously not in use this Christmas uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, first and foremost, uh, can we see, uh, do, we, do you expect that train to be repaired and when do you think that repair would happen to the point that it can be in service again? Well, let me start first with a very quick plug that uh, yesterday we kicked off the, the bright night in Stanley Park 
um, and it is a wonderful event. It's a fundraiser for the um, the Burn Fund, um, hosted by the fire the Professional Firefighters Association. Um, we really encourage as many um, you know visitors to to come to Stanley Park to walk through that area uh, to donate to the Burn Fund. Um, so again. Um, the Stanley Park Bright Nights is on. Um, it is missing the train this year, but it is still a wonderful holiday event. Um, for us, we are, are getting information back from the park board in regards to the status of, of the train and the track. Um, our intent is to um, get the train running as soon as possible. Uh, we know how many people look forward to uh, visiting uh, during the holiday seasons, whether that's Easter, um, Halloween, or Christmas, and, and, and look forward to that ride. Um, so it is our intent to, to get that back on, on and to fix it as soon as possible. That being said, um, again, we are going to be uh, very thoughtful in regards to our decision-making and, and ensure that you know, we're making the right decision for Vancouverites um, with the thoughts to you know, maintaining uh, a good fiscal plan Mm-hmm. Now, this is obviously prior to uh, you and your ABC colleagues being elected, but do you think it was a view, the decision to not have it uh, repaired and ready for Christmas as a failure uh, in regards to the obligations and probably expectations of taxpayers? Um, I, I can't speak to that. I, I will say that um, throughout the city, there was a lot of disappointment in, in, the, in the Stanley Park train not being operational. Um, when I was uh, campaigning, uh, it was front and center on, on so many doorsteps that people were saying that, you know, at that point in time, it was in regards to the Halloween uh, train and uh, or the festivities at, at, uh, for Halloween. And so, you know, for us hearing uh, that disappointment um, and, and, you know, for myself feeling that disappointment, um, you know, it really is driving our direction moving forward, which is, um, to bring this back to what it was, um, you know, even just last Christmas. I, you know, I went there with my family last Christmas. You know, it was one of those highlights of, of the holiday season to bring everyone together to get on the train and go around. And, and so, um, you know, we feel that and, and we know that. And so that's, again, driving our decision uh, to get that train back up and operational. Um, Scott, you know, when you look at the Vancouver Park Board, it's very unique in the sense that it's a political entity that, you know, for its budget, it generates half of its revenue uh, from its businesses, which is concessions from the very businesses that are there, from rentals. Um, but at the same time, because of that uh, previous decision when it comes to the bike lane, many people felt that it wasn't the best place to visit if you're in a vehicle. It, has that impacted revenue? Well, certainly it has uh affected the revenue in regards to uh, the Stanley Park train. And we've noticed that in our budget uh, and has made the current budget uh, cycle that we're uh, in right now very difficult to ensure that we can um, you know, meet the needs of Vancouverites. And so for us, we need to, to get back to um, generating revenue with, within Stanley Park as, as one of our many um, parks that, that have that opportunity. And, and further throughout Stanley Park, uh, you know, we want to ensure that as people visit that they can stop and, and, and stay um, and to do so, we need to ensure that there is, is, is adequate parking throughout the park. We also want to ensure that uh, the tour bus operators can get into the park and get out of the park in, in a very um, timely manner uh, so that uh, you know guests can come and visit from around the world. Uh, we do know that the concession at the totem poles within Stanley Park is the highest uh, revenue generator in this in park board 
uh, and it's because so many people come there and, and they want to bring home something that that really symbolizes you know this the experience within Stanley Park uh, and then we know that uh, up at Prospect Point um, you know that the Prospect Point Cafe you know currently is closed but you know we would like to see that that open reopen in in the spring and and welcome back more and more of, of their, their customers and and again making the 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 park experience that much better for everybody you know obviously you and your colleagues want to sort of restore uh, Stanley Park back to its pre-COVID traffic and parking configuration. We've talked about the train uh, itself. We talked about revenue that has been lost because of the previous decision that was made. And is it fair to say this is a not just a political change, but a cultural shift that you want to see or you're trying to um, uh, at least bring into the park board itself uh, in regards to the changes that need, need to happen? It is it is a cultural change, is it not? I think there has been a, a lot happening since since COVID, and ultimately, you know, our goal is to to uh, revitalize our parks in the manner that they were pre-COVID. And you know, we all have experiences of going down to Stanley Park or going to to one of the many beaches, using the concession stand and enjoying the experience where, wherever that is across the city. You know, enjoying one of our, our one of the many park board parks. You know, that's the excitement. You know, we we've seen that before. So, you know, we want to go back to, you know, that, that excitement that, that was there like 2016, 2015. You know, we, we all have great memories of visiting our parks and, and going to, the, you know, the pools and, and all the other amenities that we have throughout the city. So, um, yes, it, it is about us, you know, making our parks more vibrant, more fun, and also provide more services. You know, when you go to the park and you, and you want a, a bottle of water, you know, you should be able to, to access that from one of the, the concession stands, um, and, and, and that's what we're looking to do. These previous decisions, any idea, I mean, if, if there is a revenue shortfall, uh, like you said, for a bottle of water and, and many people buying other um, gifts there, you're talking about the, just the gift shop alone, but the shortfall, mm-hmm. let's say if there is a revenue shortfall, that has to be eventually covered by City Hall, which means taxpayers co- uh, have to cover that revenue drop. And, and, and in many ways, the decisions that were made before, this has led to perhaps a greater reliance uh, on that subsidy from taxpayers when revenue could have been raised, or at least at le- very much uh, the revenue has been impacted by these decisions. Well, and, and as you said for earlier, is that uh, you know we, we generate revenue within our parks, almost 50% of the park board budget is from uh, you know the revenue streams that we generate. You know, when we're looking at uh, a lack of, of, of access and, and a shortfall, that affects our bottom line, and, and that means we might have to raise our fees. And so, you know, these are really difficult decisions. And, you know, I, I often say that, you know, we would rather people willingly part with their money by going to these events and, 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 and participating in, in, in purchasing things that they want, and, and, and it's a desire that they want to do that, rather than um, having them have these charges levied against them. Sorry. <laughs> At, uh you know, in the through their taxes. So, you know, everyone is reluctant to, to want to pay their taxes, but it does go to great things. <laughs> but uh, it, it's so much easier when people are buying um, souvenirs or, um, you know, access to, or, you know, using the concession stand. So, again, we want to see, we want to generate better revenue for our, within our parks, and that money will then be reinvested um, into better facilities and also for offsetting costs for people that are having challenges uh, financially. So, you know, we have our, our passes that help that. So, again, that's what we're looking forward to doing. Now, that horn probably says end of interview, but I w- I've got to ask you one more question before, <laughs> before we okay. go here. And that's a specific to, to the issue of alcohol consumption uh, in Vancouver parks. Just want to clarify that. So that 
program will become permanent i'm going to in in 2023 um in in 2023 yes uh, so in the beginning of, of quarter two we are going to initiate the process to make uh, the alcohol and parks program permanent in your round also at the end of quarter one we are directing the park board to report back in regards to creating a pilot project for responsible consumption of alcohol on either an appropriate Vancouver beach or on beaches. And these are where adequate facilities exist to support such a program. And that's coming in, as you say, uh, the second quarter of 2022. That's also, so that would be permanent legal alcohol consumption at 22 park locations plus the beaches. Yes, and the the beaches will be a pilot. So um, again, we're going to ensure that that is done um, with uh, the the proper uh, supports uh, to ensure that it is done properly. Scott, thank you so much for your time. I know you've got a busy schedule uh, today. Really appreciate you updating us on the goings-on at Park Board and look forward to having you on the show again. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you for making the time for me today. Have a great day.